that's an important part of celebrating it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I, you also you need to feel all the joy and the pain because it's a whole other year. <laughs> and I think another really important thing to do is to um, I do a lot of goal setting on my mm. birthday or related to my birthday. Yeah, thinking about things that I'm proud that I accomplished in the previous year and what I'm looking forward to for the next. Well, what are some things uh, every year I say I'm going to do? It's nice to have a clean slate in all seriousness Mm -hmm. and kind of think I'm going to do a lot of time. One year, my resolution was to start smoking again. That was so easy. (laughs) I I nailed it. It was so I don't understand that resolutions are so no. But seriously, what what um, what things do you want to accomplish or let go of this year? Um, I want to be able to do a split. That's an easy one. Okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. Involves a lot of stretching. I'm not that flexible. I would love to get there. I got very close in September and then I did not maintain it. So in 2022, I'm going to be doing splits all over the place. This is a great goal. This is a Thank good, you so much. This is a good goal. I like it. <laughs> That's I, an easy goal. And and then I would love to leave my production job and move into more a more creative field. So okay. we'll see. That's doable. Mm-hmm. Those are good. Those are good goals. I don't really have any yet. What do you, I know we don't know each other that well, you know, and that could change. Um, what, what are some goals that, that everyone should have or that I should have? That you should have for your birthday? Spitball. Just spitball. Okay. Um, I think if you're still smoking, you have to stop that. Vaping. Put the goal to vaping, vaping. really? That's disgusting. I'm just such oh an addict. Oh my God. Addict. No. Don't ever start. And then what then flavor, Glenn? Oh, uh, it's bubble gum. Bubble gum? <laughs> it tastes, it's disgusting. It's revolting. It's the new oh smoking. My God. And then I chew the gum, and then I'm thinking, I'm good. And then and it makes me sick. Anyway, it's like, you're not my doctor, okay, well, but we'll talk no, later. I'm no, I'm not a doctor, but I did date one briefly. So well, that counts. I think I can say on good authority that you shouldn't be. <laughs> Well, you know, I I don't know what to tell you. I'm just I've quit everything else, so it's like okay, you know, just the one vice. It's, and it's the vice. worst one. Don't try pineapple ice because that there there's so Ew. many flavors and they're all disgusting. Now they have um tobacco <laughs> and oh, coffee, coffee, old, school. old tobacco flavored coffee. That's um, very Gen Z of you. Chocolate, but <laughs> but, but um um are you on TikTok, Glenn? I am. Okay, cool. I'm. I was gonna say. I think you should really try to push the TikTok. Really, for yes, um, as a goal and resolution. Yeah. Okay, because I, I enjoy it. I just take pictures of Duval Street and put them up, and people love that. Sometimes a oh. dog. I'm okay. Not, I'm not doing it right, am I? <laughs> no, I think you should put your set, your stand up up. Oh, okay, okay. It's a little blue. Oh, it's is it? A little. That's okay. I need I to write clean. Fine. Do you, you do you do mostly clean? I do a combination. Mm-hmm. I'd say my stand-up is very um, girly, and it's a lot about dating. Gotcha, gotcha. Now, now speaking of dating, uh, Receipts, mm-hmm. the podcast yeah. Receipts. Tell us all about um, how you came up with it and what, what's, it, um, what's it all about. So it's a podcast where I interview comedians about their dating lives, and they bring the receipts as evidence to their stories. So they bring text messages and screenshots and emails, DMs, and we talk about them. Nothing's off the table. And I'll also give dating advice to people who call in. Mm -hmm. And it came to pass because I was with my friend Devin at a bar and we were talking about our dating lives and we're like, oh, we should just record ourselves doing this. So then we worked on it together during the beginning of the pandemic, which was a great time to have a podcast. Mm -hmm. 
And then um, Devin had to bow out eventually. It's a lot to talk about your dating life publicly. Mm -hmm. And then I kept it going and have done live shows now where we set up comedians on blind dates and stage and then help the audience with dating questions in between. That Which has been very fun. Great, that's a great mm-hmm. idea. It's very. Um, it, what are tell? What are like? What's more? What's the most cringy? Or what are some? I'm sure there's a lot of cringy. So um, a lot of cringy moments, but in the most recent one, I've been trying to help this comedian couple have a threesome. Mm-hmm. So honorable they did. Very honorable. It's it's charitable. It shows that I'm a good person. It really does. So I was trying to help this couple have a threesome. So they came onto the show and we set them up with someone who was very wrong for them. She had extreme main character energy and the two of them also have main character energy. So it didn't work. They were all talking on top of each other. That wasn't right. Then for the next show, we had them come back and we set them up with a girl who would have been perfect, who was very sweet, liked them, was clearly interested. But the two of them were so off the rails that I... I don't know how anyone could have wanted to go home with them after because they were like, they, they were just like very drinky and loud. It's like, you two need to stop. You're ruining your chance. She's so sweet and she wants to go home with you, but she can't, she can't. Man, all on stage. And the whole audience is watching this just being like, Oh my God, the train is crashing. The train is front row seat to the, um, yeah. What what is your what would your let's do hypothetical what if a woman lives on a tiny island where there are no people mm-hmm. and and everyone's a hundred miles away not me I'm doing fun no I'm not right, um, right. and it's it's do here's the thing do do queer les women les I don't know what to call myself I mean, lesbian queer women they don't really go, I mean I go out they don't go out do they, I mean how many do you know well is there well I know a million because I'm in New York City but True. do you is there a bar there's got to there be a venue. Couple, there are a couple in the tourist. Do you go to them? I, I occasionally do. I, can, I, I don't. I can't drink. I don't drink. I'm like one of those okay. sober people. Yes. But I can still hang. I, Jenny, I can. I know you can hang. It's 10. clear to me that you can hang at 8 a.m. and you're this far. <laughs> I know you can hang. <laughs> I just, um, what, what about me? But I think people? you have to. I think you have to go out there. Okay. You gotta put yourself out there. That's the only way, or be on the apps, which is the worst. But why are they so awful? sometimes it works? And you think my friends are always like, "Oh, you don't have to deal with men," and then one of them finally goes, "Well, but you have to deal with women, <laughs> right?" It's it's a mixed bag. But why are they so? Why can't you know what I was seeing? I had just get off of them early this year. Women were had they had their profile picture was a they're giving the middle finger. The sticking the tongue out mm-hmm. was really common. And Interesting. What's this is what I'm dealing with down here. And um, well, yeah, that sounds like Florida. That doesn't sound like women. That just sounds like, like Floridian. It's it's and and the the tongue stuff was more offensive to me than the. It, it, it's kind of like I don't want to have my picture taken. Yeah, you do. And um, then the ones with children, they have like I have four kids. Part of me is like mm-hmm. way way to go for putting that out there. Mm-hmm. They have picture. Of them well, with their it's kids. better to know now than to be surprised. I'd rather probably. be surprised. Anyway. <laughs> just. Just go on a date and be like, wow, this is great. I really like you. And then be like, oh, wait, you are fully a month four times over. Four times. I mean, some of them are just like, I have my four kids. And they're like, that's the most important thing to me. I'm like, clearly not because you're on. I went on a date with a divorced man. And that was a lot for me at 30. I was like, oh, no, there was a whole marriage that happened in this period of time. I guess that's something to look forward to as I continue to get older. More divorced men. 
Yeah, more, more. Um, now I wanted to ask you, and then I'll let you go. I'm sorry, keeping you late, but you're so fun. You're so fun. <laughs> I know. You're the I'm funnest. Having a great time. Thank you for and, having me. Um, yeah. What about New Year's Eve? Are you a fan? Are you? I working? love New Year's Eve. Okay, tell us. And about. I'm hosting a comedy show. Don't you worry. So for anyone in New York City, I'm hosting a show at Union Hall for New Year's Eve because I think doing comedy again on big life events is very important. And then I will be going dancing. That sounds so fun. Mm -hmm. I just feel like there's a little bit of pressure. And I've done everything you're supposed to do. I've the big party, the small party, the being out in the street. We go to Duval and this um, uh, drag queen drops in a big red oh, shoe. Oh, fun. Red, big red shoe. Sushi. That sounds amazing. Yeah, so I'll be out there. And, um, and uh, what is it about New Year's Eve? Why is it fun for you? Why I, is it fun? Yeah, I just feel like I it's a lot of pressure. It is a lot of pressure. And it's definitely over the top. But there's something nice about everyone agreeing that they're they have the optimism of looking forward to a new year oh, i think that's yeah. really nice and exciting and a great excuse to drink and dance it's could there be a better one to me i'm because i don't drink but and i haven't had a drink in a while but i think everyone else that can you know or not just get bombed i just think you need mm -hmm. to you really need to hit hard and you know because what people what do people call new year's eve amateur night i'm like well <laughs> you gotta raise the bar I mean, you gotta um, hit it. Um, in uh, oh, I wanted to ask you about hosting comedy because I, again, I'm not comparing myself to your level of you know comedy, I, but I, I've hosted a couple of times. Wow, it's harder than it looks. It is hard to host, but I think if you just know that your job is to make the audience feel comfortable and to get the energy back up, then you can try your jokes. But it's not really about your jokes as much as it is. It is about helping everyone else who's on the lineup be a star oh, okay I so think. it's like a like introducing um and kind of yeah being it's like introducing the other comedians but yeah being their cheerleader seeing if the energy in the room changed after the previous comedian and then getting it back up mm -hmm. and like testing your material but it's really about showcasing everyone else like a good host is selfless I like it. I like it now. And and final question, Jenny. Well, I'm gonna text you mm -hmm. later because I have your number now. Okay, yeah. Text I'm just me gonna later. be like, hey, <laughs> here's a picture of my dog. Um, I wanted to ask though, uh, a, a bunny, when you're um, uh, doing the comedy, how do you, what's your writing process? Or do you write every day? Do you write out every single word? I, do you wing it? For my jokes, mm -hmm. I wish I wrote every day. I am doing the same set over and over again at this moment, and only a few new things every now and again. But I do try to write down every word, but I'm so bad at memorization overall that I, I will just kind of take whatever energy I'm getting from the audience and then go from there. So I would say my style is a little bit of preparation, a lot of winging it and um, a mess and a lot of interaction. So I like it. Crowd work still kind of scares me, but. Oh, I um, think it's the most fun. Is it the most fun? Because you can get. I think so. Yeah, well, you, I just think you're it's a, a surprise. Oh, that's right. It's a, and most people are there to have fun. It, it's rare it's when we had a, we had a real chatty woman the other night at the show, like mm -hmm. 120 people. And she, every, she seemed nice though, but she just wouldn't stop. And, um, well, that sounds like Florida. <laughs> again, you were here. Like, you were, I was there in Miami and to talk during. And what, what's your takeaways again about performing in Miami? <laughs> Um, my takeaways are I would love to do it and <laughs> I'll come to Key West. You should time. come down. Have you been here? No. 
it's it's not really Florida. It's very easy, you know, fun, um, a lot of drinking, but a lot of laid back um, people. It sounds amazing. Too laid back. And this has been so fun, Gwen. Thank you so much for having me on. You are a delight. Jenny Gorlick, check her out online. Your reels are amazing. Uh, you've done the Seth oh, Meyer. Thank you. You're, you're, you're super awesome. Have a great um, New Year's Day, holiday, whatever you, you do. You too. And have time. a happy birthday. Thank you. All right. Talk soon. Take care. Okay. Bye. Bye. And thank you all for tuning in this morning to It's Too Early. We're a podcast. Uh, this, this all goes up on uh, as a podcast, Spotify, Audible, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, all, all the big ones. So check it out. There's about 55 episodes up and more to come. I'm going to come back with a look at your weather forecast. This is the Brian Setzer Orchestra. We're playing the coolest, greatest alternative Christmas holiday music. And this is one of them. Santa Claus is back. Stick around, everyone. Drive up in a big black